0: cut across at all what, what God's been saying to us this morning beautiful, what God's been saying in fact, lovely how when the Holy Spirit really moves among us as I say, a song we were singing upstairs when I came down here, here we are singing again uh, Dave Howells comes up and talks about a book One Thing, just a moment ago, Angie put this in my hand at the beginning of the meeting, One Thing One um, Thing developing a passion for the beauty of the Lord. I can't, I'm not going to discount it, not allowed, It's just not allowed. In fact, I'm going to put an extra pound on today. <laughs> no, it's already a good price. It's one thing. Um, we're starting our new series on the book of Colossians this morning. And you know, it, in in confusing days, in days that are I mean, they are, they're, pretty, they're confusing days, aren't they? They're pretty, they're pretty dark days, aren't they? When you look at the news headlines, you can become depressed very quickly, can't you? Um, just murder and uh, not just, I mean, horrible murder and, and anger and, and, and just all the stuff that's out there. It, it, when we live in days like that, it's so important that we need a bigger vision of who Jesus is. That, that's, that's, the, that's what will, will keep you from becoming fearful and di- discouraged, depressed, and, uh, and hiding away somewhere. When you and I have got a passion, a, a passion of the, the beauty of Jesus, who he is, and, and what he's doing in the earth, it, 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 invite, it vitalizes you. and We're living for, for, for the coming of the Lord. And we want people to know him. So this, this, this book is so important and there's a great um, slide that's going to go up in a moment which uh, Paul has done for us. This, the theme for our series is Jesus Christ, the centre of all things. And just to say that, 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 that Paul was writing to a bunch of young Christians there in Colossae, not a particularly special town. A church just recently planted. Paul was kind of doing a crusade down in Ephesus, about 100 miles away, and teaching there for a couple of years. And a young guy called Epaphras, he he went back home to Colossae telling people about Jesus, and a church began. There's these young Christians there in Colossae. The, The great apostle Paul wasn't even there, just Epaphras. He went back home and started to tell people about Jesus. And the church was born. But they're young Christians and and it's confusing being a young Christian in a confusing world where there's injustice and pain and all the rest of it and and there's pressure just to shut up, keep quiet, just go with the flow in the culture. Or maybe the other temptation is just get respectable. Just, you know, get back with the, the... you know, the, the, the other God-fearers in town and, uh, who, who are respectable and they, they observe certain days and they do this and they do this. There's pressures on followers of Jesus. And that's why this book is so important and just has a wonderful focus on Jesus that will help you and me, us, as we seek to live as disciples, followers of Jesus, Today. There's a couple of books you might want to pick up that can go, you could use this in your devotions. Straight to the heart of, of Colossians. Um, it's on the bookstore there, and life group Readers, you'll have a copy of that. Um, and as I say, no, no discounts today. Okay. Let's read the, the scriptures today. It's, so if you find yourself confused, thrown by world events, a bit depressed or discouraged by what's going on around you, you need what this book is going to bring to us. And Lord, I pray, please, open the eyes of our hearts. Please, may your word come alive this morning as I just try to open it up before us. In Jesus' name. Okay. By the way, welcome back from your holidays. It's good to see you. It's good to be here again as a family. And just one other thing to say about Colossians, when Paul wrote it, he was in prison. He often was. We don't know where. Could have been Rome, could have been Caesarea, could have even been Ephesus. He's in prison. And yet he still writes with joy and faith. Okay, here we go. Chapter 1, verse 1. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to God's holy people, yep, they're young Christians, they've only just begun, holy people, saints in Colossae, faithful brothers and sisters in Christ. We always give thanks to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, when we pray for you, because we've heard of your faith in Jesus Christ and the love that you have for all God's people. The faith and love that spring from the hope stored up for you in heaven about which you've already heard in the true message of the gospel that has come to you. In the same way, The gospel is bearing fruit and it's growing throughout the whole world just as it has been doing among you since the day you heard it and truly understood God's grace. You learned it from Epaphras, a dear fellow servant who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf and who also told told us of your love in the Spirit. being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you may have great endurance and patience and giving joyful thanks to the Father who's qualified you to share in the inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. For he has rescued us from the dominion of darkness and he's brought us into the kingdom of of the Son he loves, in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. So, as I say, Paul's writing to a bunch of young Christians. They've just come to know Jesus, and they're discovering that it's not always easy to be a Christian in a culture that really isn't sympathetic to Christianity or the gospel. That's true of our culture now, isn't it? I've seen it it get more difficult through my lifetime. I think perhaps there was a time earlier in my life where there was a greater respect for the gospel, for Christianity. Nowadays in our culture, it really, you can be anything but, it would seem. And so we we can identify with the Colossians. We need to learn how we can walk well as followers of Jesus and that's what this this book is all about. These dear folks, they might they might be feeling like failures. I'm not doing very well. I'm not a very good Christian. I think there's probably some of those here this morning. I guess some of us feel like that, don't we? I'm not doing very well. Or you might just feel that it's too hard, and you you know, going back to school or going back to college, going back to work, it's just hard to make us take a stand. Well, this is for you and Paul is going to paint a beautiful picture of what it means to be a Christian and who Jesus is okay so that's where we're going this morning do you know I I, I wonder if any of you others remember I love baptisms don't you it's great we have baptisms here and um I remember when I'm going to embarrass no he's not here Matthew, Matthew Turner Hook. You know Matthew, right? Some of you might remember when he got baptized. His wife had been a Christian for some years, and he got up. When he was baptized, all he said was this He said, Over these last few years, I just didn't get it. But now, I've got it. That's about all he said. I just didn't get it. But now, I've got it. And You know, it's so important that you and I don't just know about Christianity, but we really get it. We really, really get it. Now, some of you will know a few years back in uh, around about 1738, (laughs) um, there was a few young men who, they just wanted more of God. They knew about religion. They were very religious. They were going through all the stuff. One of them was called Charles, second name Wesley. And... uh, uh, he, he, they were down in Aldersgate. There was a bunch of Christians there who were, they, they, they were they'd come to know just the, the, the beauty of who Jesus is and the life of the, of the risen Jesus. They're Moravians, okay, they're from Moravia. And they just set off, everywhere they went, they wanted to tell people about Jesus. And there was a little gathering in Aldersgate in London. And um, it really provoked these young men. I want what they've got. I remember personally going to a church in London many years ago. As a young man, I kind of knew about, I knew, I knew about Christianity, but I saw people like who were really kind of enjoying God. I want what they've got. So, so Charles, he said this, he said, um, he, he wrote this in his journal, I received the sacraments, the bread and the wine, but not Christ. It wasn't real to me. And then a few days later, on May the 21st, Charles Wesley, he, he wrote this. He says... I saw that by faith I stood finally confident in Jesus Christ. Isn't <laughs> you know, that wonderful? It, one week he's saying, I took the bread and the wine, but I didn't find Jesus. And then a little while he'd been meeting with these folks, and he'd been searching and looking. And, and then the day came, I saw by faith I stood confident in Christ. And then a few months later, literally the next year, he wrote these words. Christ, by highest heaven adored, Christ the everlasting Lord, hail the heaven-born Prince of Peace. Do you think he'd found Jesus? Hail the Son of Righteousness, light and life to all he brings. He's risen with healing in his wings. Mild he laid his glory. By the way, it's not Christmas. He lay his glory by, born that we no more may die. Born to raise us from the earth. Born to give us second birth. That's what happens when you get it. That's what happens. It's no longer out there somewhere. Christianity, oh, he got it. Yeah? He was confident in Christ. Then a little while after that, his brother John, uh, John Wesley, tells, you know, I'm sure you've heard, in the same place, this little place where they're gathering, my heart was strangely warmed. He got it too. Have you got it? Well, I've just got three points this morning and I'm going to be concise and brief. And my first point is this. Did someone laugh at that point? (laughs) I, I am. The first one, the power of the gospel. I hope you know about the power of the gospel. Gospel, of course, means good news or Joyous proclamation. That's what gospel means. And that's what the Christian message is. The Christian message is a joyous proclamation. It's good news. The gospel is powerful. Verse 13, just look at this. This gives you a bit of the headlines of this powerful gospel. It's about a rescue. (laughs) For he it's jesus has rescued us from the dominion of darkness it's pretty dark out there and he's brought us into the kingdom of the son he loves and in him we've got redemption that means we've been bought we've been paid for redeemed we've been paid for on the cross forgiveness of sins Slate wiped clean, made new, and we've been brought into this kingdom, a new kingdom. The, the, the folks, the, 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 the stark truth, as Jesus said, it, is that most people, there's, there's a broad path that leads to destruction. It's going to destruction. It's a broad, it's a very easy path to be on. You don't have to do anything. It's a broad path, and you can see it in the world around you, just the... The, 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 the pain, the murder, the suffering, the, the selfishness, the, the exploitation. It's a broad path that leads to destruction. It's a narrow path that leads to life. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So the power of the gospel, it takes you out of a, a, a kingdom of darkness that's heading for destruction, and it brings you into the kingdom of Jesus that's underway. And one day, Jesus is coming again to make all things new. It's powerful. This kingdom is powerful. Rescued. I'm going to start singing songs in a minute, but I'll try not to because I'm going to be brief. Folks, it's, it, the apostle Paul, there was a day when he suddenly got it. You can read about it in Acts chapter 9. He's, he's, he, he hates Christians. In fact, he's, he's, he, he, he's breathing threats about them. He's, he, you know, Road to Damascus and all that. He, but the day came when he just got it. He was confronted with who Jesus is. And it changed him. He got it. He, he knew the theory, but now he comes to another person. The power of of the gospel, it is life-changing. Suddenly, in a moment, after putting Christians to death, goodness me, does, would you let him into the kingdom? Would you let him into the meeting? God, in His grace and kindness, took hold of him. You know the, the best-known verse in the Bible, John three sixteen: God so loved the world, even the Pauls, Christian killers. He gave his only son. Whoever believes in him wouldn't perish, have everlasting life. The power of the gospel. Let me go secondly to the people of the gospel because here's the thing. I want you to look down to verse six. It says there about, you've already heard the true message of the gospel that has come to you. You see, this is what, the people of the gospel are all about. They're people to whom the gospel has come. People who've got it. And I want to ask you this morning, has the gospel come to you? You might know the headlines. Yes, Jesus died for the sins of the world. Yes, Jesus died. Do you know that he did that for you? Do you? Has it come home powerfully to you? There's another interesting guy who had a day when he knew all the theory and the day came when he suddenly, the gospel came to him. His name was Martin Luther. He says here, (laughs) Anyone who can say with a firm and constant faith with Paul, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me, is happy indeed for me who is this me myself a wretched damnable sinner yet so dearly loved by the son of god that he gave himself for me these words who loved me are full of faith if i can utter this word me and apply it to myself with a true and constant faith as Paul did, I shall be good at arguing with with Paul against all the accusations of the devil. I take comfort and I apply this to myself. Can I keep reading? Oh, come on, okay. It's Martin Luther, he'd lived all his life trying so hard to find God, trying to live up to the standard, and then, then he discovered Jesus. Listen to this. Christ, when he comes, is nothing but joy and sweetness to a trembling and broken heart, as Paul shows here when he describes him most sweetly and says, he loved me and he gave himself for me. Christ, therefore, is indeed a lover of those who are in trouble and in anguish and in sin and death. He loves us so much, he gave himself for us. Read these words. Me, and for me, with great emphasis, I'm doing it with a firm faith. You may engrave this me on your heart and apply it to yourself, not doubting that you're among those to whom this me belongs. Christ not only loved Peter and Paul and gave Himself for them, but the grace that but grace that is included in this comes to me as well. I think you've got a point, have you? Oh, come on, one more. No, no, no. no. Not on a bookstore. You're not borrowing that one either. It's, I'm enjoying that at the moment. Um, has the gospel come to you? Have you had that moment? Me? Oh, God, yes. I didn't deserve anything. In fact, I was just, I was a rebel and a rotter. And you loved me. Has it come to you yet? Has it? Has it come to you? I pray it has. Because that's where the Christian life really gains traction, gets going when it comes to you. And the Holy Spirit needs to do that. The Holy Spirit's the one who does that. It's not that you claw your way to God. It's that you, get, that you stop clawing and just say, God, I need you. The gospel came to them. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Okay. Oh, then he goes on, um, verse 2, thinking of this gospel. Grace and peace to you. Grace and peace to you. That's what the gospel is. It's grace and peace. The kindness of God and the peace of God. Wow, peace. That's a, a commodity that's kind of in shortage in the world around, around, world out there, isn't it? Peace. Have you got peace? Have you got peace? Have you got peace with God? I've got to go back to Martin Luther. Sorry, I can't resist it. Grace and truth. I hope you're not ignorant of the meaning of grace and peace. We'll keep on repeating it. We'll teach it, preach it, sing it, and write about it. These two words, grace and peace, include all that belongs to Christianity. Grace releases sin, and peace makes your conscience quiet. Oh, isn't that good? Can I read? Oh, I did say I'd be brief, didn't I? Oh. There will be no rest for my bones or yours unless we listen to the word of grace and stick to it consistently and faithfully. Then our conscience will certainly find grace and peace. And when the, when the grace and peace of God are in our hearts, then we're strong. So we can neither be thrown down with adversity or puffed up with prosperity, but we'll walk confidently and we will stay on the king's highway. I want to stay on the King's Highway, don't you? And you see, here's the thing: the gospel, this gospel of grace and peace, it's not just for where you begin the Christian life. You need it—an awareness of every day, every single day when you wake up and feel a rotter and misery. You don't feel, oh, who loved me and gave Himself for me? Yes, that, it's part of your devotion to Jesus. Do you get it. So don't let the gospel slip. I'm going to start singing again. Don't, may I never lose the wonder, the wonder of your mercy. God forbid, God forbid, don't lose the wonder. Maybe you there was a time years ago when you could say, for me, for me, but it's gone dull and it's all, yeah, yeah, me too, yeah, kind of. Folks, don't lose the wonder. If you've lost the wonder, then... Come on this journey with us these next few weeks and and be praying, Holy Spirit, warm my heart again. If you're struggling in your devotions, we're starting Kings at Home daily again tomorrow morning. Eight o'clock, it comes online. We're in Hebrews chapter six. Um, You know, today, if you hear his voice, folks, the gospel is for not just the beginning of the Christian life, but all the way through. Why? And this is my last point. Because of the person of the gospel. Because the person... It's not just facts that you understand and take hold of. It's a person you receive and become devoted to. Did you see that in... um, uh, Where was it? Right at the end. In fact, it's not my verses. It's it's verses with someone else in a few weeks' time. It says this. um, "The, uh, the, The glorious riches of this mystery, which is Christ in you. The hope of glory. He is the one we proclaim. Not this is the one we proclaim. He is the one we proclaim. It's Jesus the heart the person of the gospel is Jesus do you know him has he come to you and Paul says there you know um, to, to brother God's, uh, um, God's holy people in Colossae faithful brothers and sisters in Christ oh you've been joined if you're a Christian Jesus has come into your heart and life you invited him in. Lord, I need you. You died for me. I need you. Come into my life. Christ in you, the hope of glory. In you, Christ in you, one of Paul's favorite little sayings, because that's the heart of the gospel. It's Jesus. It's about knowing him. It's, it's about enjoying him. It's about walking with him. We're disciples of Jesus. It's about pleasing him. That's the Christian life. That's what it's all about. And I want to say to you again, if you've gone dull in your your relationship with Jesus, this is the moment to sort it out. And Satan will tell you it's it's a hard climb. It's going to take you months to get back to that. No, no. No, no, it's really not. It's it's ever so simple. You just bend the knee. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Oh, Lord, I'm sorry. Open the eyes of my heart. Open the eyes of my heart. I want to see Jesus. Because, you see, then it says here about, about his glorious might in you. Did you see that? I hope you spotted that. Um, we, we, we want you to be bearing fruit. F- fruit doesn't push itself out. It comes out because of what's inside. I've got a new plum tree in my garden. I've got high hopes for my plum tree. I've got about, there's about 20 plums on there. They're coming. They're, they're coming. They're getting bigger. I don't see it straining and groaning. It just gets watered. Oh, shh, I didn't use hope ice. Um, it, fruit, this is the Christian life. It's Christ in you. It's the Lord Jesus Christ. On a daily, Lord, I want you in my life today. I want to enjoy you. I want to walk with you. Do you remember that other song? May the beauty of Jesus be seen in me. You haven't even knew that one. I know some of you older ones. May the beauty of Jesus. It, that, this is the gospel. This is a Christian life. Day by day. Christ in you, the person of the gospel. Oh, may I never lose the wonder. The band, would you come up? I told you I'd be brief. We're going to sing a song now. And, you know, if let me say this. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ personally, if you've never had that, Martin Luther moment, me, he loved me. Maybe this morning for the first time the lights are going on, me. It's time for you to, it's, a, it's, a, it's an urgent moment for you and I want to encourage you, um, at, the, at the close of this meeting, we're, we're, I'm, I'll hand over to Marcus, I want to invite you, I don't know how we'll do this, just to take a stand as it were. Let someone pray with you, help you to pray a prayer to accept the Lord Jesus. Others of you, maybe you're you're thinking, do you know, my heart's just gone cold and I I want it to be warmed again. Well, as well as buying that book, one thing, before you do that, get someone to pray. I don't know what we'll do. I'll leave that with you. I think there's some folks here, we need to pray for you, that the Holy Spirit would warm your hearts this morning before you go home. Do you think that would be a good move? In fact, I'm not going to miss the moment. If your heart's a bit kind of dull, and you're just thinking, I want I've greater passion for Jesus. I want to know him more. God, if you feel God's been speaking to you about that this morning, just stand up now. I want to pray for you. Okay, I mean, I'm standing too. I, I want more. I want to know Jesus better. I want my heart to be warmed more. Anyone else on, on board with me? I'm, please, I don't. I don't yeah, it's, it's, it's you, me, and the Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. The one who died for me, who loved me and gave himself for me. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you. What a wonderful saviour you are. What a wonderful saviour. Oh, Lord, forgive us. I I get dull. We get dull. Open the eyes of our heart, Lord, please. Oh, we as a church family, may there be just a higher level of devotion to Jesus as we set off into a new term. Lord, we're not just going to try harder and and work longer hours on this, we're going to just stand before you and say, come, fill us up. Come, Lord. I pray for everyone standing. Oh, come, Holy Spirit. Begin something this morning that's just going to build and build for your glory. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord.